I invite you to have a seat. Happy Labor Day, right? That's a, a saying that we will be told time and time again. And on Labor Day, we set aside time to give thanks for those who labor in our community. And we all do that in a little bit different way. And for today, I want to I talk about Labor Day and uh, labor versus rest, right? Because that's, that's what we talk about. Uh, how are you resting on your day off? But before we kind of get to that point, I think we need to define things a little bit more because as I look around and as I think of the people who are with us online, I, I think of school kids who their labor is not a vocation, but it's assignments and paying attention in class. Or it is people who will have nine to five or maybe, you know, seven to seven kind of jobs and their labor is their vocation. And then I think of grandparents who are just trying to keep baseball schedules correct and make it to the right game at the right time. And all of these things are our labor. It's the things that occupy our time that we're kind of obligated to do. And rest. Rest is more than just sleeping, right? So often our labor is what we pour out of our cup and it keeps on going. And our rest was meant to fill that cup so that we could get up the next day and pour out a little bit more. And right now, many of us are feeling that that cup is getting drained and nothing is filling it back up. I've had the, the pleasure of speaking to a lot of people over the last few weeks as I've thought about today and now in this sermon. And the question I've asked is, how are you doing with your labor and rest? And oftentimes when people talk about labor, they say, well, you know, we're uh, overworked, unappreciated, and underpaid. <clears throat> okay, yeah, we can... We can see how the world around us has that kind of thought. And when it comes to rest, it's just non-existent because weariness, worry, anxiety is just on the rise. And so as I was thinking about it, those words about labor, I started to research a little bit. Overworked, unappreciated, and underpaid. You know what? Those are the three things that were lifted up to give us Labor Day. Does anyone know the story on how we have Labor Day today? Seeing no hands, let me just help you with that. 19, or 1894, there's a gentleman by the name of George Pullman who in the 1890s made luxury train cars. These were like cream of the crop and uh, made it so people didn't have to sit on wood slated benches to move across the country. They could do it in a little bit of luxury. And George Pullman, as we know now, is one of the 50th most wealthy people ever to live in America. And he built his wealth off of these train cars. And George Pullman actually built a town right outside of Chicago for the workers who worked on his train cars 
and he owned the houses and he rented it to them and, and the laundromat and all of the things that they needed for life. Well, he would charge the workers $20 a month for their rent and $10 a month for their coal. And guess how much they were paid? $31 a month, a dollar a day. So as those sentiments came out that they were overworked, unappreciated, and underpaid, there was a reality to that for them. And so there was labor unions that came into the picture. And eventually there was a peaceful protest in 1894. And 150 people were gathered in Chicago when 300 law enforcement workers came in. And it ended up that 13 of those protesters were killed. And as a concession to this labor strike that was happening, Grover Cleveland came in and said, we need a day. A day to remember these, these men and women, but also a day to give thanks for our day laborers. And so now we have Labor Day. Well, as George Pullman was looking at the strike that was happening in front of him with his workers that was shutting down the whole railroad system in the United States, one of his first comments went something like this. It won't last long because they find their worth in their work. It won't last long because they find their worth in their work. I think that sentiment holds true for a lot of us today as well. We find our worth in our work. And because we find our worth in our work, we have a lot of burden that we carry. We have a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, and it makes it super hard for us to find anything that will refresh us and fill our cup more so that we can give the next day. And so we're running on empty. You know, when God created the world, he looked back after his week of creation and he said, it is very good. How many of us can look back on even a day, let alone a week, a month, or a year, and say, it is very good. I, I don't think many of us could, and I think this might be why. Because when we look at our labor, we tend to see all the mistakes we've done. We tend to see our worth in our labor that means that we dwell on the fact that we haven't done it well. And when we dwell on our labor, we hold it up to a point that says, this is who I am. And when we do that, it makes it an idol. And we put it before God. That is a problem. You see, when we find our worth and our work, we're never going to quite get there to be able to say, it's good, let alone it is very good. And that's why Jesus, as he's talking to the people around him, he says, come to me. Come to me. 
You see, there's something we miss when we carry our own burdens from our labor. When we point to what have I done or not done for today, and those burdens start piling up, that missed phone call, that missed assignment, that missed game, whatever the case may be, more and more things happen that put on our shoulders and we don't actually have a way of removing it. That's where Jesus comes into the picture. When he says, come to me, all who, are la- who labor and are heavy laden. You see, nothing is too big for Jesus. And so he knows about our days and our worries and our anxieties and our depression and all of the pieces that have gotten us to that point. And he says, come to me. Because with Jesus, grace enters the picture. And when grace enters the picture, our, cho- our story changes. And our worth is no longer found in our work. But it is found in being a child of God. And grace being the love that we know from being a child of God, the forgiveness that we receive as a gift from Jesus, and the hope that brings into our lives. When we let grace enter into our daily lives, not just Sunday morning when we do a a confession and absolution, but into our daily lives, our burden is lightened because we can look back on a day that we may have missed something and say, it's good, and I'm going to try harder tomorrow. When Peter is talking to the the first gathering of the body of believers, the, the, the Jesus followers, he puts it like this, times are refreshing, a kairos moment, if you have been with us for a little bit and, and heard me talk about kairos moments. A Kairos moment, a time of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. You see, with Jesus, there's the ability to take the weight off your shoulders so that we can find moments of rest, of refreshing. We can find things that will fill our cup so we can pour it back out. We all need that. If you think about your labor and your rest, we all struggle with this. I'm not here as an expert by any means. I'm here as someone who struggles on a daily basis. And so it's really easy just to sit here and and talk about it, but the harder thing is to say, now what? Now what do we do? And I, I think there's three key components that we can look at that we've been gifted and we can kind of take to heart as we look at our labor and our rests. And the first two go hand in hand. And that's finding focus and finding balance. You see, with our labor, if we're efficient and effective with our time, it gives us the ability to find some balance with family, and things that refresh us and connect into who we are. And in finding focus and balance, there's also 
uh, this idea that we're, we're never going to get it right. No one is really an expert on this. But if we have grace in the picture, we have the ability to start each and every day saying, okay, how, how is this going to work today for me to f- do well in my labor and be able to say it is good and find rest to refresh me and rejuvenate me for tomorrow. And, and God knows that we're not experts in this field. And so he gives us resources to help us. There's, there are experts in time management and, and anxiety and shame and all the things that burden us and weigh us down. There's all kinds of books and resources and podcasts and things we can look for. If you need some of those resources, you come and let me know. I'll give you some that I've looked at that have put tools in my tool, tool belt to help me with this. But God has also given us the people around us to help us with this as well. You see, over, over this last year, I've used a life coach to get more tools and resources to help me with this. And my wife will tell you that one of her most favorite people here in Fort Wayne is someone she hardly knows. And that's going to be my counselor because he has taken the time to step alongside me and give me the tools in my toolbox to lower anxiety and take some of the burden off, realizing that if I look through a lens of grace, I can find time to spend with family and doing things that fill the cup so we can pour out more and more and more. And this is individual. There's no right answer that I could just stand up here and say, well, here is the first resource I would go to and it's gonna work for everyone. The balance between labor and rest is individual and it depends on what season you're in and what it looks like as to how it works for you. But there is one thing, and that's the third thing I think that's very important for all of us, regardless of our season, regardless of our age, so that we can really grab a hold of grace every day, so that we can hear these words of Jesus from the beginning of creation when he says, it is very good. His sentiment on his creation, continues on today to the things that are created. That's you and I, which means that nothing surprises him. Nothing that comes up in our day is too much, and that he is always there. He wants us to be able to look back at our day and say, it is good. And one of the ways we can do that is to help ourselves gain perspective and to see through a lens of grace To be able to do that, it's to recognize we are blessed. No matter where we're at or what season we're in, there are blessings that abound for us. Oftentimes, we set apart one day a year to give thanks, right? We sit down as a family and and we talk about what we're thankful for in the last year. 
But if we're really going to be covered in grace, this can't be a once a year kind of thing. It needs to be a daily practice for us. If it's looking at what God has created, we can give thanks for the cooler weather and the sunshine that's outside, allowing us to have family time outside. It's allowing us to look back at our day and even though we've made mistakes, be able to say it is good because it is covered in grace. And it is looking back to see Jesus in it all to see Jesus as triumphant over everything, and that includes the things that weigh on our shoulders. And to see how he actually means the statement, you'll find rest for your souls. For, your yoke, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see that grace that's extended to each and every one of us helps us realize that we can make it to tomorrow. And that there's a hope beyond whatever we're going through and whatever is saddled on our shoulders for the day. There is love and forgiveness that bring about a hope for tomorrow. One of the ways that we can give thanks daily is to be reminded of this verse. We, we say it a lot in different contexts, and it's one of my favorite verses. Psalm 118. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. If we can remember that today is a day that was made by God, we can look back and say it's a day of grace. And it means that it's not going to be perfect. It means that stuff is going to happen and be missed and things. But it also means that forgiveness is there. That we are covered in grace. And when we see our worth in that, as a child of God, it means we can also look at that grace to find rest and be refreshed and be refreshed in the presence of the Lord. Amen.